This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. The local youth football season is over as champions of various divisions were crowned last weekend, but that doesn't mean that the season is over for everyone, as many teams have been invited to represent Seattle and the state of Washington in national tournaments. We didn't want to talk about this issue with Reggie Jones, founder, president, and coach of the Air Football Academy here in Seattle. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing great. That's good. Uh, Reggie, first of all, let's talk a little bit about your program because uh, it is unique in that you all operate pretty much a full-time, full-year football program. That is correct. So uh, we started off 2017 uh, just with high school. With, with high school. Um, you know, we went from just doing seven-on-seven events, uh, you know, off-season training, and sending kids to college, you know, all around the country. We have kids at Ohio State, uh, Penn State, UW, Wazoo, Oregon, Texas, Oklahoma, kids are all over the country. Uh, and obviously, you know, some of the smaller schools as well, Eastern Washington, Montana, um, but we started off just with the high school group. Uh, we were we were playing with the CD Panthers with my son that, uh, for a year, two years, and then um, I saw that there was a need for for more. You know, some of the the, the kids and, and the parents that they wanted they wanted more. They wanted more than just dominating just the state. They wanted to go out and and play more competition. And so uh, I created a football chapter for for Air Academy, and from there, you know, we just We've been on a roll and been going across the country, beating up on uh, many of the top teams around the country, and and we are where we are now today. Right. Now, the team that you coach, the 12U Apex Predators, uh, are not only nationally ranked, but they also uh, boast uh, a pretty impressive team GPA of 3.5, I believe, correct? That is correct. Can you kind of talk about uh, that philosophy and, and why is that important um, to your guys' overall program with the, having the, uh, the the grades and the GPA? Yeah, it, it's vitally important for us. You know, um, I, I, I was fortunate enough to play you know, high school ball, play, Division One scholarship, um, played in college, and then went on to play in the NFL, Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints. And one thing that I, I learned throughout that whole process was the importance of education. Um and the importance of not not so much the, the actual subjects itself, you know, the English, the the math, the science. It wasn't so much about the subject itself. It was about the it was about the, the habits that were formed, um, and and the the way that you that you went about, you know, um, attacking school. Uh, those those same those same qualities and same principles apply to life. 
So with our kids, you know, when they get to high school, I think they have to have like a 2.0 GPA to, to be eligible. That, that's in high school. So for us, I'm like, hold on, we're not gonna we're not gonna set the bar low because we don't set the bar low for anything else. But we're gonna put this bar to 3.0. Um, that, that that's our that's our team goal is a 3.0. And our boys have went above and beyond to to be to do more than that. We have we have multiple kids with 4.0s on the team. You know, we have 3.5s, 3.7. And again, for them, I, I, I tell them all the time, hey, it's not about the subject because you know some of them like or they'll say something like, uh, I don't like science or I don't like I don't like math or. I'm like, hey, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. It doesn't matter if you like the teacher or not. It doesn't matter if you like your classmates or not. You have to figure out a way to get it done. If it doesn't like, at some point, you know, football is going to be over, and, and you're going to have to have a job, a real job. And even if you go to the NFL, you're going to have to have a job afterwards. And you're going to have to understand and figure out how to work with certain individuals that you may not like or you may like. There's going to be, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be parts of your job that you may not like, and you have to figure out how to get it done. You're going to have to prepare for, for, for life and prepare for these different uh, situations just like you do preparing for a school test. So for us, it all works together, and it, it, and it just creates it creates life habits and, and winning life habits for our kids. Right. And what happens if you have students um, involved in your program who uh, don't have the grades? And I don't know what yeah, that so threshold we, we could have, be. We have, a, we have a couple kids that, so although our GPA, our team GPA is a 3.5, there's a couple kids that are below that mark. They're like a two seven, so they'd be eligible to play for their high school team right now. But for our team, they can't. Um, they've had they had to sit out. Uh, we had a kid that he had to sit out the playoff game. We had, we had another kid who had to sit out for the championship game. And the parents they don't complain about it because they know and they appreciate the fact that their kids are being held accountable. Uh, it also allows them, it also takes the burden off of them uh, of, of being the bad guy. You know, hey. This isn't me. This is Coach Ridge, and the kids—they don't want to disappoint me. They don't want to disappoint our staff. So um, those kids now—they know it. Well, this is serious, and they see some of their teammates having to not be able to suit up for the game, and they're like, "No, that's not going to be me." So uh, it, it's been really good. Uh, the, the parents have responded to it well. The kids responded to it well, um, and just to seeing them be able to brag about more than just football. Now, obviously, they, they love the game. I love the game. Um, they're bragging about their GPA, and that's cool to see, especially for 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 our, the kids that we have on our team. Right now, Reggie, your team's won, I believe, three out of the five uh, championships, uh, division championships, Northwest Premier uh, Junior Football League championship last Sunday, uh, and I think you had a team that played in the championship game for all five divisions, which is quite an accomplishment for your franchise. Yes, um, and you also include our cheerleading team won the championship as well. Wow! So that that's a, that's something that's cool as well. Um, you know, we have a second year. I didn't want to do football. I didn't want to do cheer at first. We added cheer uh, two years ago, and they won the championship back to back years, which is pretty cool. We have a great uh, cheer director, Ariana Jackson. She's phenomenal at what she does. Um, she's a former high school cheer coach, so she brought that to to the program. And it's been phenomenal for our young ladies and a couple of young men as well that cheer. Um, our, our tackle teams, you know, we've been very fortunate um, being able to, to to be able to have that bar. You know, I, I tell the kids all the time, the bar is the bar, and it takes what it takes to get there. And for our kids, the bar is a national championship. So um, getting from or getting to that national championship, they know first we have to we have to dominate the state. We have we have to win the state first, and. Winning the state means winning our league, which is Northwest Premier, which has the most competition in the state. 
if you look around the state, you're going to see different leagues you know, here and there. All all are good and all have their their uh, their good parts to them. But when you're looking for competition, uh, the most competitive teams they're at Northwest Premier, which is why our teams are here. Right, and as you talked about, many of your teams are getting ready to represent Washington State in national uh, youth football tournaments. Um, you know, and and many of your teams are really battle tested when it comes to um, who they're playing because they actually play up during the youth football season because of the way the divisions are set up. For instance, I think your 13U team, which played in the league championship game last week, are actually playing in the 14U division. Can you kind of talk about um, the the, the rigor of your guys' um, schedule, the playing up and all that, and how that plays into, you know, your guys' participation uh, on a national level. Absolutely. There, there's two parts to that. So we have, as you said, we have some teams that are playing up because the league is, is set up as a 6U, 8U, 10U, 12U, and a 14U division. Those are the, the five divisions that the league offers. So for us, we have individual teams. So we have a 6U team, a 7U, an 8U, a 9U, 10U, 11U, 12U, and a 13U team. So we call them our evens and our odds. Our evens, they're expected to win. We expect them to go. Because the 8U to play in the 8U division. Our 10U is in the 10U division. So we expect them. They're the top of the age group. They should go and win. Our odds, they're the, they're the odd age group team. So our, our 7U that's playing in the 8U division, they're younger than those kids. Our 9U is playing in the 10U division. They're younger. And they have to because, it's, again, the league offers – even age groups. Now, for our odd age group teams, with them being a year younger, it makes a big difference in youth football. But for them, they don't get any better preparation than being able to play up because when they come back that second year, they become the top of the age group, and now they're, they're, we expect them to win because they're dominant. They don't have so, – so then the other side of that is um, our even age group teams. For example, the 12U Apex Predators, they dominated the state – dominated every team in this league, out of this league, anybody that called themselves a top team, they went and played them in, in our state. And no one came within, I think, five touchdowns of this team this year, which is insane. Um, but in order to get competition and keep their keep that that that, that sword sharp, we travel. So we'll go we'll go to we went to Texas and we're gonna play we had Oklahoma come out here. Um, Arizona, we had the top teams from these different states play against our team because that's how we're able to keep, again, keep our sword sharp and, and be prepared for, uh, for nationals. But we have, within one program, we have two different philosophies of how to keep our teams prepared and battle-tested going into national championship play. Now, Reggie, Seattle is known right now as a basketball town. Many top players in recent years have been highly touted on both the college and pro level but it appears there are programs like yours and a few other programs uh, out there that have great football players and teams are really starting to put Seattle on the map as it relates to football because you guys are playing, competing, and beating um, the best of the best in the country. Absolutely. And, and yes, we, we are a basketball state um, historically. But, again, if you look at the, the resume of, of the players that have I mean, just, just my program alone. I mean, there's other programs out there that are that are that are pretty good. Not just I'm speaking on the youth level. Youth level, it's whatever. As you keep going, you go into high school. When when it really counts and it really matters, you look at um, the top programs in our state, and we're putting out some of the top players, not just in our state but in the country. Again, you have players at Ohio State, Colorado State, University of Washington, Arizona, 
Florida State, Oregon State, uh, UW, obviously uh, um, uh, Nebraska, um, Eastern. Like there's there's kids all over the all over the country. Boise, Wyoming. There's kids all over the country coming from Little Old Washington, and the narrative has has changed because of not only the the the, the level of play that our kids are playing at, but also uh, the marketing of of, of of our of our kids. You know, before, and this is what actually got me started in all this. So this quick high overview. So when I was coming out of high school, I went to Kent Meridian High School, and I only won two games my whole career in high school. And we were we were we were really bad at the time. So my my sophomore year we won one game, my junior year we won one game, my senior year we didn't win any games. And for me, I still want, I found a way to to earn a Division One scholarship. So when I got when I came back. I realized, man, I, I want to serve these kids that are like me. I want to serve these kids who are at these schools that aren't aren't dominant, or these these kids who are who are uh, underrated, under the radar, the diamonds in the rough. I want to find these kids, and I, I want to help get them out because, personally, I became a first generation college graduate, and that is something that I'm extremely proud of. And I know the feeling that 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 that, that provides for not only myself, but for my family, and for those who look up to me. So for the, I wanted to get that same feeling to these kids. Um, so we were able to push these kids out. And I remember I had a friend who was coaching at, at Idaho State. And it was the first kid that I ever uh, pushed out and got to college. There was a kid, um, his name was Caleb Brown. He was at Tahoma High School. And he, I, I thought he was a baller. And he, he walked up to me and was like, Coach, man, I don't have any offers. And it shocked me. And it's, it's before I even got into all the, the college recruiting stuff. And he had zero offers, and I was like, "Man, there's no way." So I called, I called my one of my friends who was coach, defensive back coach, Idaho State at the time. Uh, now he's at uh, Wazoo, but um, called him up and said, "Hey, man, take a look at this kid. Like he's a baller." So he came, he flew in, he came in, and he watched him. We did a little workout for him, we watched him, and he offered him on the spot. That kid had one Division one offer, and it was it was from my boy who was at Idaho State, and he went and played, ended up being a starter, played four years in college. And when I when that happened, I said, okay, this is this is what needs to happen because our kids in Washington we have ballers, but we don't have anyone that's pushing them out actively, and 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 that has the background and credentials to be able to stamp a kid. So now I'm able to stamp these guys. I'm going to train them up the proper way with my staff that I have, train them up the proper way, push them out to colleges all across the country. Oh, Reggie, um, let's let's kind of come full circle a little bit and talk about and we. are we have a few minutes left here this morning. Appreciate your time. Uh, let's talk about the teams you guys have uh, advancing uh, to national tournaments uh, right now. And also, what are some of the names that people might be hearing about um, pretty soon as it relates to um, players here in the states you guys are, are working with? Either at, and that could be both at a, a youth football level, uh, which we're talking about right now, and also could be talking about at a high school level. Uh, I mean, talking about our teams that are going off the nationals, we have our seven U team. Um, that's they all have their nicknames with them. So it's Air Air Pressure is our seven U team. We have our eight U team, which is in California this weekend. They're playing tomorrow versus Grant Pacers uh, out of California. Um, we have our ten U team, uh, which is headed to Florida. They're they're they, they go by Air Bang. We have our twelve U Apex Predators, our twelve U team, which goes by Air Apex Predators. Uh, they're going to Florida. And they're the only team in our state to ever win an AYF national championship, uh, which is there, there's there's all star events. Some teams have went and won all star events, but actual like your club football team, 
We're the only one in the state to ever have done that. And then we have our 13-year team, which we call the Air Monstars. Uh, they're going off to Florida. So that's five teams going to represent um, at, at the national level, which is pretty cool. Uh, if you look at some of the kids who are who are you know, kind of up next in our state, um, these guys, they've come through the program, they've they've been doing their thing, and you look at Josiah Denmark, who's now at uh, Puyallup High School. Uh, he's a cornerback. He has offers from Penn State, Vanderbilt, University of Washington. Uh, you look at Joey Thomas III, which is also a familiar name if you if you follow mm-hmm. football in, in our state. Uh, his dad uh, played at Kennedy. He coached at Garfield for a few years. He's the coach at University of Texas now. So he's a local guy, but his son, Joey Thomas III, he played – he has offers from Texas Tech. He's at Kennedy High School. He offers from Texas Tech, uh, Colorado with Coach Prime. Um, look at Tristan Baker, who's at Lakes High School. Um, he has a couple offers in Nevada. I know uh, Damari King, who's at Rainier Beach High School, uh, right in the city. He has a couple offers, UNLV, uh, Nevada. So there's 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 some ballers that are coming up through the state once again, and they're 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 coming from the program, coming from Air Academy. And it, again, this is really cool just to see our state elevate. And have these 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 young student athletes pushed out. Right. Well, Reggie, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. I want to wish you much continued success uh, with all your teams and your program, and more importantly, um, for you guys just carrying and planting the flag uh, for the state of Washington um, all across this country when you guys step on the football field. Absolutely, as much appreciated. All right. Have a great weekend.